heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Doesn't it almost seem like uh, just a, a bad dream, a nightmare? What the world has really been through over the what, last two, we'll say two plus years, because it's been two and and some months now that uh, it, it's been total drama on, on so many levels. And it, it's just like one more punch to the gut, one more punch to the gut and so many things. And then economically, we see what's transpiring right now and of course events around the world that are taking place. And, and you do have to begin to ask a couple of things like one, how did we get here? How, how did we get to this crisis? This 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 point where the world doesn't we, we don't get a reprieve it's just one thing after the next and, and how much longer can we sustain this i want to ask yourself that right when do we really go about making change and what does it take to get more people on the point of understanding what needs to be done for our country for our nation for the world at large because, you know, we speak not just for our country here in America, but many, many countries uh, are having the same concerns and problems. And they also are in that same bucket that we find ourselves in. And today, we want to dive a little bit into the pain factor and what it will take to turn some of this around. Have we learned lessons and or will we learn lessons just ahead? Because we can't fix things if we don't truly understand what took place. And we learn those lessons to be able to fix what needs to be fixed. You see here, the Labor Department just reported that it's a producer price indexed, okay, which, by the way, this measures inflation at the wholesale level uh, before any of us see it, before us consumers, uh, you know, see the price increases at the market and at the pump and so on and so forth. And they measured that, that it surged a, a wild 10% in February uh, from just the year period before then. Now, the, this is the wholesale pricing now. This is the producer price indexed. This is the wholesale pricing of goods that, in other words, you haven't experienced what this pain here is, this cost. This is something we will all experience in the grocery store, at the, at the pump, uh, buying a car, manufacturing, everything, uh, you know, everything across the board is going to be impacted by this. And so, you know, this is like looking below the radar screen to really understand what things are going to look like three, six, nine months from now. And do we feel any, feel any sort of a reprieve coming for folks, right? Well, according to this, uh, probably you shouldn't expect that anytime soon. 
Now, this is in addition to uh, a surge in wholesale pricing uh, that we just talked about, in addition to the, what, was 7.9% of the, the consumers that we seen that we all paid the price for that uh, from the previous year again this past month. And of course, we're all feeling that. We feel it absolutely everywhere. You notice you go into a restaurant, I mean, everything on the menu is that much higher. And they're not hiding it anymore either. It's out in broad daylight. There's no hiding this anymore. In fact, I've seen some cases where they're putting the signs up, sort of, which you would never really do, uh, you know, under peacetime. But we're in a war here, really. Uh, It's an economic war, for sure. And, you know, I see some places putting the signs up and and, uh, don't... Maybe not bragging, or maybe they are bragging. I don't know, but suggesting, or in some cases, apologizing, which is really like, why would you put a spotlight on something like that? Some people may think that's a good marketing strategy. We're going to apologize to the people. But you see, everybody expects it. In other words, it's expected now. It's in, even if you don't, and what worries me actually is, even if you don't have to raise the price, you can almost get away with it right now. That's what's scary about this, you see. It's become accepted behavior. Do you feel that way as well? And it it doesn't matter where you're at, whether it's a restaurant, it's a grocery store, you're buying furniture, a car, uh, putting gas in the car, whatever it is. It's almost like nobody really has to apologize anymore because, well, it's the way it is. And we just expect to pay more. Well, that's that's a troubling sign to me for sure. So we're seeing consumer prices rise incredibly. So most of us have never experienced these sort of increases in our lives. And the fear that comes with it, that it's not just one or two things, but it's everything in your life that is being impacted at the same time. And everybody's feeling the pinch, as I say. And some people are bragging about it. Others put signs up. And I think you're going to see more and more of this, and they're not apologizing. It's just the way of the world right now. So this last increase here marked the 7.9% that was a, a, a big increase here of consumer price index in February. Well, that was, get a load of this, the, the ninth consecutive month that that has been north of 5%. So that's another record there for you. And so now you, you get a sense economically, we're headed in the wrong direction. And every economist I talk to and every person that is in the know believes the same thing. And even more troubling than that is when you hear the words, well, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And you almost hate to hear that when somebody says that. But from all these indications, I'm I'm afraid to report to you, my fellow Americans and to our friends around the globe, it is probably going to get worse. I sadly say that before it gets better. So the question is, how much worse can it get, right? Here's what I want you to think about. That there. And here's the other thing I really want you to really think about this. Because I've been thinking about it. Could this be a good thing? Could this pain factor, this... uh a sucker punch to the gut, one after the next, after the next, after the next. Could it be a good thing? 
could it potentially wake some of those people up on the fringes or the edges or the people that don't really want to get involved because, well, they're just not into politics? You see, maybe, would it maybe wake those folks up to see that it's crumbling right here? And so there is no more being silent because it's impacting everybody. And then you have to take an inwards look at not only your own life, but the world as a whole and understand certain things. That's really what I want to talk to you about today is the unraveling of society and the pain factor. And we've seen this sort of coming. It's been a trickling effect. It's been that frog in the pot kind of thing. And, you know, you know where the frog's at right now, right? I mean, come on. You know where that frog's at. And we've been talking about this for years now. And here we are. But then people, it's like it's like a remodeling job. Are you just doing it on the edges or a cosmetic look? Are you really trying to change the trajectory of things? Are you really trying to get under the radar? Are you trying to clean it all up? And to do that, it takes a little more heavy lifting, I would suggest to you. And it takes a whole hell of a lot more pain. But the underlying part of that is it essentially could be good because that frog in the pot thing is very dangerous. It's probably better to turn the flame up high and get everybody's attention. Follow me now, please follow. If we turn the flame up high so that it scorches all of our asses, basically, right? We all feel it. Democrats, Republicans, independents, even the communists, right? And we all feel it. And then maybe we begin to look inwards in our lives and at the world as a whole and understand who our friends are and who our enemies are and what we really need to do uh, to make this thing work, to make it better, to improve lives. That should be the goal here. I mean, what else is there really if we can't help each other out in this lifetime? and improve lives all the way across the board. I mean, that's my goal, but that, that's really what we should be doing here. Now, it's a lot to talk about here. Let's roll our sleeves up and, and follow me because this is, I, I think I'm onto something here, okay? So we all know economically what's happening. We can feel it. And as I say, it's almost accepted behavior now. And you know, you know that it is, you know that it is, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, everything is going up and you can just see it on every menu or every price sheet that you look at. It's just the way it is. Now, right now, if you're, again, back to the two plus years and you think where we were in 2019 as compared to now, well, you know, there was a lot of drama there in the media and Trump world and that all. I mean, a lot of drama. The drum was being beat, but our personal lives were far better economically. We didn't have those troubles in the world where they were killing people in the at the level that they're doing it in Ukraine and Russia. We didn't have any of that. So it was a different little setup, but we had other drama. This drama has been building for some time. That that frog pot thing has been burning. It's just a matter of when it gets the majority of people's attention. That's really what matters, right? And and so. So I think about a few things here. So right now, the administration who bought in this Build Back Better and the uh, Sanders Unity Task Force, you remember. Now, all that was sort of baked into the cake, people. 
And, you know, again, you can't just look at headlines and understand what the media is pushing on you. And that's really the problem. The media is pushing a, a horrific agenda on people. And it's, it's a cancer to everything we believe and that we feel as people, sincerely. Well, right now, as this thing has become a really a runaway train, and we feel that because, I mean, let's face it, just one fill up at the gas station will tell you where we're at right now. And that's real world consequences, people. Let me be clear. We all have to drive. We about all have to put gas in the car. Most all, unless you're just hopping a train in an urban center, because you'll probably pay more for that as well. But we, you know what I'm saying when you put some gas in the car. I mean, that one tank, multiply that up in times and then see what's happening here. Because it's no longer, you know, 30 bucks. It's now getting to the point of times two. You see? And that's a trickling effect that in that's real world consequences is what I'm speaking about right there. And then people have to be concerned and really start to look at things. Now, right now, the administration is blaming this all on Putin, which is a farce. There's no doubt. And everybody should recognize this. Even the party loyalists the, in, in the political sense have to realize what I'm speaking about that you can't blame a foreign leader for what's been building for that frog in the pot for this many, for this long. This didn't happen overnight. These, as I just said to you, these, that 5% increase been over the last nine months, people. That has nothing to do with Putin, not a darn thing. All this consideration, Putin is just more frosting on the crumbling cake. That's all that is. It's more drama for the world, more fear. It's more everything that we don't want in our lives is what it is. But it is not the blame for everything that ails us. But you see, when you have nothing else, when your policies have failed as an administration, then what else do you have? In fact, Putin is almost a godsend at that point, to that, to the point I make here. And that doesn't sound very nice, I know. But what else do you blame it on if you don't even try to have, which is a stretch beyond stretch, let's be clear. Anybody with intelligence is going to realize and understand that Vladimir Putin is not the cause of everything that ails us right now. Okay, to be clear. But, you know, if they didn't even have that, what would be the next blame? You know, you kind of run out of options at some point, you see. And then, you know, that's really tricky. And that's almost where we're sort of headed just before, in fact, Putin uh, made the decision to invade Ukraine. It, it, it was pretty clear to me that we were all wondering what was going to happen in the months ahead, because we've come into a crucial midterm election cycle here. And the stakes are fairly high because it, it's going to really create, and this is important because it's going to create surely the trajectory of our lives, our individual lives, and the nation as a whole over these next two or three years. Now, friends, to be clear here, the next two or three years, <laughs> it could mean a lifetime. I mean, we're talking a lifetime here. The changes that could happen in the next two or three years, wow, 
could change everything. I mean, really everything in our lives in a way that would almost be impossible to get back there where we need to get back or to rebuild any sense of normalcy in our lives and the world as a whole. And this is on multiple levels I speak to you now, multiple levels. So you can, you can do the math and figure that out. Now you, you have to understand things can get a whole lot worse. And they continue to do for many people on the planet. So there's the answer to that question, which I ask up front. Now, there's a, this is a fool's game, is what it is. This is a fool's game. I mean, come on. Blaming Vladimir Putin for everything that ails us is a total fool's game, but let's go further. Allowing Vladimir Putin to control the energy is ass time. I mean, and Europe has done that. I mean, it's, it's remarkable that these leaders of countries are just stupid. I, I don't know how else you would size that up. It's either that or they are, what, sinking their countries and putting their people at risk? For what purpose? Unless they're all part of something else? And what does that something else look like? Hmm. Yeah, well, there's a lot of talk about that something else, I'll tell you. You know, Russia is the world's second top producer of crude oil. The first is Saudi Arabia. And we're talking, friends, this is insanity that Russia is supplying about a third of Europe's needs of energy. The risk, I don't even have to suggest to you, why these leaders would go down that road with somebody who is clearly got some problems and issues and very insecure on multiple levels. I mean, you have to know what you're dealing with, with a Vladimir Putin who made a calculus and pulled himself out of the global conversation, pulled himself out of, you know, being recognized as and he's been isolated. I mean, being be, be recognized as a, as a leader uh, of conversation. I mean, and, you know, there's, a, there, there's an isolation point, and I've been talking about this with Vladimir Putin, that is very, very dangerous on many, many levels. But this didn't happen overnight either. This has been happening for years. This happened throughout many, many years. We have pushed this... Uh, Russian president away. We, 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 we've, um, we've made a mockery out of the relationship. The Democrats and Republicans both. And we know the Russia, Russia, Russia deal and everything that transpired. We got so sick of it as Americans and knowing it was all lies and all propaganda and our media supported it and pushed it down our throats. And that's what we have now. And the world as a whole Collectively, the isolation of Vladimir Putin was a dangerous, dangerous game to play. Instead of pulling him into the conversation of the world community, we've isolated this man who many would suggest has a few screws loose. It's a pretty wicked game. But then prior to that, 
for them to give him the keys to the car and the keys to the heat in the home for all of those people throughout Europe. Wow. And then you see the Biden administration cutting off all the energy here, making us energy dependent here in this country. But even more than that, allowing the pipeline, the, the Nord Stream 2 to be built, giving the blessings to that. And well, you know the story, right? I mean, all of that added to this drama we're speaking about right now. You know, I've been thinking about people like Vladimir Putin, people like Xi Jinping, Kim Jong-un, you know, the Ayatollahs, all of these. And there are a lot of other despot areas and uh, leaders I'm talking about in these other countries, the, the usual suspects. And I've been thinking about those people recently and thinking about, you know, it's it's. It's amazing, even in Russia, when you talk about this one man who's making these decisions against all of the, all of the population of Russia, and people are talking about the oligarchs and are they kicking back and what will happen? And but you think about all the people and the lives that he's unsettled throughout that that area of Europe, uh, and you know, and, and you multiply that out now to these other types of people. And you, you got to figure we're approaching about 8 billion people on earth. Okay. So, and you know, you know, about 1.4 is in China and about equal that is in India. So you start to do the math here and you see where a lot of the people are. I mean, we've only got what, 330 million or so. So we, we have a very small piece of that 8 billion. But again, which is a remarkable story, actually, the ingenuity and the innovation of the American people to be number one on the planet with just those amount of people. And that's, that's the power when you unleash we the people. That, that's the power. I mean, think about that, people. Just unleashing we the people, that's, that's powerful. And we see that here. And that's, that's a great reminder to put on the side here to show why we lead as Americans and why this is so important, these conversations we have here together, you see. But you've got to figure with 8 billion people on the planet here, you know, and you people like Putin and Xi and, and, and these others that, you know, why they're allowed to unsettle so many lives and have such an impact of... Uh, of, of such negative consequences for people in their lives. It's, um, you know, it, it's, you know, I think about it, if we could remove those people uh, from the playing field, what would it look like? Well, probably some other despots would fill, I guess, the role. And th then that gets back to, well, clearly the fight of good and evil that we talk about every day here, right? That's what that becomes. You know, what I'd like you to think about now, and, I, and, and this is also vitally important, I, I need everyone to pay attention because I, I want you to pull down your political ideologies. And if there's anything I can try to make a dent or impact people in their lives is, is it's this. This battle that we are dealing with should be less about Democrats and Republicans much less about that, people, really. 
and more about globalist and traditionalist is what it really should be about. National uh, sovereignty, I'm speaking about, love of country, patriotism. You know, we see that right now in Ukraine. We, we see that it's such a beautiful reflection of those colors when you see it in the flag and people in their last breath and uh, that, and we, we know what that means as Americans, as patriotic Americans. We know what that feeling is. And it's a great reminder for all of us in the country to understand there is a love of country and patriotism and national sovereignty do have a place today. This is not all about a globalist movement. It's not, you know, there is a traditionalist mindset here. And, and it's a beautiful thing. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, all of these things are beautiful within our ethnic backgrounds and as a people, which is the beauty of life and the fabric of our amazing planet here and what God has gifted us with. We cannot subscribe. We cannot succumb to the globalists, period, end, of, end stop. And if anything right now, if we lost sight of it here in America, with all of this that's transpired in the past many years in our own political duress, it has to be. Ukraine is a great reminder that national sovereignty, love of country, patriotism, it's a beautiful thing, people. And you have to love it in all aspects of the planet. Now, listen, I, I happen to believe, uh, probably bias, uh, American exceptionalism is, is, is a thing. As I just said to you, 330 million people of 8 billion, and look at the numbers. I mean, I, I don't really need to say more than that, people. But take nothing away from these other great countries and what they are and the people and their sense of pride and their sense of patriotism, their sense of love of country, their, their national sovereignty and what they're about. And now we get a sense of the world and the sense of amazing people and why we need to be more uh, acceptant of our brothers and sisters of other stripes. You know, you know, part of the problem is when you make these arguments personal is what I want to suggest to you. And this is something I've been I've been following this and I've been thinking about a lot of this. When we make these arguments very personal. And everybody's doing it. Some of our writers do it. I don't like it. I see it on the platform. I, I really cringe at those headlines. And I, I really try to stir more away from them, quite frankly, truth be told. I'm, I'm not a fan. You know, the, the, the headlines that say, you know, Democrats suck. Republicans are racist. I, 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 I just, I don't see what that, because you're insulting people on a very personal level here. It, you know, just because the leaders of a particular political ideology can, you know, act like buffoons and do the kinds of things they do, in the same way that a Vladimir Putin is, it's unacceptable to the people, but they get away with it. Doesn't mean we should paint a brush and say, well, you know, Democrats suck, Republicans are racist. Doesn't mean that at all. It's wrong, it's ignorant, it's silly. And what's happening is we're forcing people when you do that, when you say that, and, and I speak to everybody, people on our platform as well, take the wax out of your ears and listen. 
when you do that, you're pushing people back to those evils. You're, you're, you're forcing people to hang on to those family ties and those beliefs we all grew up with as kids. You know, it's the truth. Folks, you know, listen. We, we continue to have a hard time with believing that everything that uh, we are taught from our parents, our grandparents, our aunts, our uncles was wrong. That's the way we were raised. And we heard it at the dinner table. We heard it from family and those acquaintances and people, the political conversation. And it's why we probably became a Democrat or a Republican. Probably. It's the political ideology. It's sort of baked in the cake, I guess. Yeah. Probably it's baked in the cake. You know, you go around today on the street, you ask people why they're right. Most people wouldn't really have a clue. Just that, well, it's, it's a thing. It's how I was raised. It's, well, my dad was that. My granddad was that. Well, we had conversations at the table with my aunt and uncle back then. Yeah, I'm a staunch Democrat. I'm a staunch Republican. I believe in those. But you see, these leaders and the people that run those parties and the ideologies, they've taken it to a whole nother realm. And you can't recognize those anymore, those parties, people. Those are not the conversations that are back at the dinner table when you were growing up. They're entirely different today, is what I would suggest to you. And so you see, we, so let's now stop insulting tens and hundreds of millions of people by saying those words, Democrats suck, Republicans are racist. Let's stop it. And, and let's understand that just those political leaders, and I have a habit of pointing that out a lot today because I, I, I really got to get the blinders off of people's minds to under and open up the conversation here. There are people in both parties that feel left out right now and reject the policies and the direction of their political parties, period, and stop. And further, when you continuously insult them, you are forcing them to defend their roots, their upbringing, it becomes a no-win argument. And my fellow Americans and to our friends around the globe, we need to take a different approach. We can do better than that. So then you have to ask yourself, how low do we need to go before people truly wake up. Hmm? How low? How, how much does that frog burn in the pot before we really open our eyes and see what's taking place on all the levels of life that we're speaking about here, people? We know what the problems are. It's the solutions we're after. And that's why this pain factor is, is, is really important. How much pain? And then the other thing, and what I need you to really think about, how much window dressing will be done between now and the midterms? Because when you see a political party, in this particular case, the, the Biden administration, and they pin their policies on Putin, it's really lowering the conversation to the lowest 
possible denominator. It's insulting people's intelligence and it's really calling you an idiot. And are you acceptance of that? Well, no, you shouldn't be accepting of that. They're, they need to be held accountable. I don't care what they are, what they call themselves Democrats or they call themselves, I don't care about political ideologies. I do care about the economy. I care about the quality of our lives. I care about our national sovereignty. I care about our, our country. I care about the world. These are the things that matter. And so what we need to do right now is wake people up to understand the frog, the pot, it's boiling, man. Gee, Louise, how much longer do we sit there, people? Please. If you haven't jumped out already, please do so. And please leave the, the, the R and the D in, in, in all of that behind. And come forward as an American and care, passionately care about, forget the, forget all of that. That party's done that you talked about at the dinner table back as a kid. It's gone. No matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat, it's not the same people. We've allowed these people to hijack the entire conversation. And the problem now is they will try to save their hide by putting window dressing on everything that ails us as we now rev up to come to a midterm election, because they're only after the power and prestige that come with that. And so this is why this is so important right now, these conversations. That's why I need people to understand. This is not business as usual, people. The heat is very hot in the pot. And we can't sustain much more. So when I say how much more, how low can we go? We're getting there, people. It, it, there's not a lot of room. We're sort of there. Do you, do, you see the, do you see the illustration I'm building for you right now? We're sort of there. We're right down here. There's just not a lot more room to fall. So now we've got to collectively get everybody to jump out of that pot and tell the people up in Washington, no, we're not going to play that game. We're not blaming somebody thousands of miles away for what ails us. It is in our control. We are better than that. The pain factor. Yeah. And then I see an interesting story, which I'll talk to you a little bit more in, in a bit here, but, in, but you'll love this. In Business Insider, Democratic insiders warn the party. And, you know, at the party, that's like the grand poobah. You understand what I'm saying? That's, uh, that's the Oz. That's you unveiled against the party, the, 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 the insiders. Yeah. Well, they're warning that the party will get absolutely destroyed in the midterms without a strong economic message as infighting and January 6th overshadow Biden's wins. Now, there's a lot you can take from that headline, my friends, a lot. You could take the infighting, you could take the January 6th, and you can take the Biden's wins. You know what I'm saying here, right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right there. That one headline, that's loaded, man, loaded. But what I take out of that is, again, the window dressing. They're now strategizing in those back smoky rooms. 
because it's just the power and the prestige. And how much lower can they go? And do they really care where they push us? That's it, isn't it now? Are we got our finger on the pulse here now? Do you see where we're at and why this matters? And why we need to reach to everybody across the board here. And there's another headline that got my attention. Who, and that is who as in World Health Organization, not like who are you? Who, on three key reasons why the Omicron is surging in Asia, Europe, despite high vaccination rate. Well, that's an easy one. I can tell you what that is because the vaccinations don't work. They don't stop you from getting these problems. So what purpose do they serve? That's, I know it's another conversation, but it's one you may want to consider. And the other thing to consider is they're starting to hype that up again. This is the pandemic that never ends. It just keeps giving and giving and giving people. Isn't it the truth? And I'm starting to see, and I've been seeing it over the last couple of weeks now, the, you know, the megaphones coming out and, oh, we're not done. We're not done. And there's a whole lot to this conversation here. And, you know, listen, there, we've learned a lot over the last couple of years together, you and I, for sure. I mean, we have. And we've done that here at America Out Loud because of the unique platform and the, this, well, this unique paradigm we're creating here, which is incredibly resourceful and unique with the level of expertise on the platform, the medical doctors, the MDs, the, the various doctors, the scientists, the engineers, brilliant minds all over the platform, without a doubt. And we, we've been on this and we've been talking about it. And, and I've been very, very, um, I've become so much more aware in my life. I, I was always sort of aware, but I've really become aware of the, the quality of our lives and the quality, the health of our immune systems. And what, you know, these are the blessings of what we've learned from COVID. It's been a war, people. It has been a war. And this war has touched every part of our 8 billion on the planet, you know, really. And, and, you know, so you have to take back, step back. What have we learned and how do we get this better? But right now they're hyping up for the next thing. And this next thing, the Omicron is the BA, there was the BA1, which is Omicron, and then BA2 is a more transmissible and that sort of thing. Uh, and they're seeing a lot more numbers, so no question it's out there and people are getting it. And the thing is, I have to share with you is that, you know, life is changing and pathogens in the air and these viruses and diseases, are they're part of the fabric of life now, people. And from what I see with the bioweapons that are out there and from people like Colonel Lawrence Sellin and Dr. Lee Meng Young on the platform here, Dr. Peter McCullough and so many others who talk about these pathogens and weapons. And, you know, and we've got a whole great lineup of great people on the platform. But you listen, I mean, you know, these have become part of our life now and we've got to be careful. So, you know, again, healthy immune system. How do you have a healthy immune system? You have to be healthy. You have to take care of yourself. It's important. And you do that, you, you take healthy cell. It's what I do. I took mine just before I came on here with you. And I took a whole myriad of things. You bet, happy to do it. 
I took, first of all, focus, which helps with brain power. God knows we need some of that. And a lot of that, it pushes back against COVID and what that did to us, by the way. But it's a gel form. Very easy, a little package, put a little bit of water, love it, tangerine, orange taste, absolutely amazing. And it, it works. It's, it's beautiful. You know, I take the AMPM, that's in pill form, two in the morning, two at night from Healthy Cell. I take that. But I take all the things, the zinc, the A, the D. Uh, they have a multi-product, that's gel form again. Uh, I tell you, products are incredible, incredible, incredible that lead us all to a healthier life. Listeners, you get 20% off the first order, just healthycell.com out loud. Uh, again, or banner ads back at America Out Loud. Very simple, get some for yourself, feel better, push forward, think big, open your mind up. Treat yourself today to healthy cell is what I would say. The next thing is, be aware, be very conscious of who you're around because these germs, these diseases, these pathogens, and the mask isn't going to block them, people. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. That's a joke. And that's why they're fighting to get it out of the travel system. And by the way, these reports I'm seeing in the stories are saying, oh, we're moving too quick to, you know, not have these social measures in place, which is the social distancing and the mask wearing. They want that to become part of our regular life. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah you can. You believe it. That's really what they're asking. I see it right here in black and white. Well, no, we can't have that become part of our life. We're not willing to live on, under those rocks. No, let's make a collective no. No, we're not doing that. Everybody wants to breathe. But again, had to get, I would suggest to you right now, and I'll make this statement, had the political operatives stayed out of the soup here and allowed this thing to happen, and we took basic precautions, herd immunity would have happened. We didn't need any of the vaccines. We would have gotten there, people. 100%. I asked Dr. McCullough that, what, last week it was on the Q&A. I said, you're right, and we have studies to prove it. Well, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't have the studies myself. He had the studies, but listen, I'm, I'm a pretty logical fella here. I figured it out. I've been watching the numbers and the data and the studies, and that's what's happening. So pathogens are a problem. These diseases, these viruses, a lot of the ones you're hearing about, bioweapons and these bio labs, you hear a lot of conversation about that. What's in Ukraine? What's in Ukraine? What's in China? What's in Russia? You, you see what's happening. And the United States, who has their hands in a lot of countries and a lot of bio labs, people are saying, what's going on? And a lot of these diseases, they get out into the wild and guess what? Well, I want to recommend to you the Genesis Fogger. That's how you change all of that. And I have one, and it is amazing. H-O-C-L, the hypochlorous acid is remarkable. Look it up. Go look it up. How safe this is and how, how incredible it is. H-O-C-L, this is something we all need to have in our houses, in our properties. And anyways, you, you put that into the fogger, and my friends, it puts a fine mist in the room. It clears any pathogen, any disease, or anything else out of there. Okay. And, you know, whether it's your, your, surely your home, your business, all of that, it needs to clean up as well. So again, check that out as well. I, I, I just can't recommend this enough. And our listeners again, 15% off now use the code out loud out loud is our magic here. Isn't it now? Right. Come on. Come on. You know, so 15% off that use the code out loud. There's some banner ads back at the platform or just go to Genesis fogger.com forward slash out loud pick one up for yourself 
because friends, we need to be prepared and not wait till the alarm has gone off. Need to have this stuff available and in, in, in our grasp, in our arm's length, so we can be prepared for what's next. Now, that's how you do it. Let's take a quick pause. A lot more to talk to you about on what's coming up next here. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. In today's world, there's no escaping the headlines filled with warnings about emerging viruses and dangerous superbugs. Genesis is the only technology that safely and effectively obliterates harmful pathogens both on the air and on surfaces. Genesis plus HOCL neutralize these threats to your environment in just seconds. Find out more about this amazing technology at genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a 15% discount. With Genesis, you'll be prepared for what's next. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko knows a thing or two about the immune system. He was nominated for a Nobel Prize for his early COVID-19 treatments, and now he's offering his Z-Stack supplements to our listeners at a discount. Just go to zstacklife.com slash freedom. That's zstacklife.com slash freedom. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed ourselves. But most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell. Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And that's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Welcome back to The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here. Yours truly, thank you for being with us, my fellow Americans, and to my friends around the globe. It is a pleasure, always my pleasure, my privilege to have you here. Thank you for stopping in and visiting us here on The Voice of a Nation. We're here every day with you, 6 and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, but you hear us anywhere in the world. Those amazing apps we have, Apple, Android, Alexa, well, they're amazing because they work, first of all. And you can also hear podcasts on the, if you go to the nav bar, there's a drop down. You can get the podcast on there as well, by the way, or subscribe at Apple Podcasts to the feed. Uh, we get, I mean, incredible growth we're having that people, because America Out Loud is a magnet. It's a magnet for beautiful people who understand the importance of life and all the things I talk to you about every day here, my, my fellow Americans. So please, um, join us here and get back to the platform and let's continue the, the, the mission here. The mission is what it is. It's what I always see this thing as a mission. It's why I do what I do. Uh, it's because of that mission. Uh, so 
I was telling you about these couple of headlines recently, and this is what I need you to brace yourself for now. When I tell you up front here, and I've given you a few big hot potatoes here in the first part of the segment, uh, not to lose sight of when I talk about the pain factor, okay? And this whole notion that everybody goes around again, that, you know, Democrats suck and Republicans are racist, you know, those are just example headlines that people tend to use uh, to, to light people up or to, you know, uh, like uh, your political ideology, like it's a birthright somehow that, you know, we need to get over that people. We need to get over that nonsense. We need to stop giving the political operatives the fuel and the fire to destroy our lives uh, and these arguments that the media continues to lie and 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 uh, they they deflect from the truth and they just they continue to push these narratives out there and I, you know this is what we need your help with more than anything so right now you're going to start to see things really rev up it's going to get nasty it's going to get ugly and there's a lot to talk about here so let's do it here so this one piece in Business Insider, Democratic Insiders, warned the party will get absolutely destroyed in the midterms. Now, why would they think that, number one? Ask yourself. Well, I think you know why that is, because the economy talks. The economic numbers always talk. If there's one thing we've learned over the decades is you, elections are won and lost on the economy. A full stop right there. Beyond anything else, it's how it impacts your personal life and your wallet that is going to have the biggest impact on how people vote. Now, so why should that have the insider's concern? Well, you can see why they're concerned, because the pot is really hot right now, and the frogs are burning, and we're suffering, and the insiders know it. And they know what's coming next. Now, then, but that doesn't give anybody a pass here because it's also on the Republican side as well, people. You've got it on all sides of the aisle here. And this is where you've got to look at the candidates and see what you're voting for. More than if they have a D or an R, what is their, because there's some good people on both sides of that aisle, but listen, they say rhinos or whatever, but whatever you want to call it, I hate labeling everything. But there are people within that. I mean, look at the power. Listen, case in, case in point, case in point. Look at the good and the work and the benefit of what Joe Manchin has done, the Democrat from, from West Virginia. Yeah, look at what he's done. He's a Democrat. Now, you can say, well, Democrats, he doesn't fall into that caliber. He's been, he's been ironclad. He's been a wall. Some people say he's maybe getting ready to run for president at some point. I, I don't know that it's next election or not, but there are people who suggest that. I don't know. Manchin is a different kind of fellow. His star has definitely risen, but he absolutely has irritated a lot of the Democrat insiders. So I'm not sure they would want him as anything at this point. And Republicans still are distrustful as well. So not sure he's in the right spot for that right now, but you've got to give it to the man. At least he has some conviction in the conversation. And he's willing to put it out there. And basically, he represents his constituents in West Virginia. And we know this is who they are. And they don't want 
you know, a drag on the economy and an energy field that has been decimated, which is what's happened and what's happened to coal and what's transpired with our entire energy field in Franken and, and drilling. And, you know, this is clearly not a West Virginia agenda. What's happening right now, and Manchin has stood up for the truth. And that's what we see for his truth and representing of his constituents. It's a perfect case to look at. Uh, so when they say absolutely destroyed, we see what's happening. So what's going to happen now is the lies are going to start coming quick. Let me be clear with you. And this window dressing I talked about is going to be magnified now ahead. I mean, to points and degrees, you will never believe. I mean, it's it's going to it's. I mean, it's going to start coming fast because the insiders on both sides are going to start playing uh, within those messaging uh, points that they need to have, the party points. And right now, as that headline says, it's very appropriate. The Democrat strategists are sounding the alarm that the party needs to overhaul its messaging about the economy. If there's any chance of it retaining Congress in 2022, now that should, you know, again, nobody should count on anything, including the other party thinking they got it won because there hasn't been a vote cast yet. And people are, Americans are fickle and they will mostly vote with their wallets initially. That's why they're concerned. I mean, I get that. But I would suggest to you this, rather than window dressing or fixing just the outer elements or the fringes, I would suggest to you right now, I'm going to say something here that may or may not be very popular, but I think it's important. It's been on my mind. And that is that I think the higher the gas prices go right now, the better it's going to be for the long run. And I think the higher food prices and inflation rises right now, sort of a deep, great, it's a deep recession might even peel over to a depression. And there's a price to pay for that. There's always a price to pay for the rainbow at the end of the story here, people. Just look at Ukraine and ask them what that price is they're paying. Okay. All right. There's a price to pay. And so if you just, you know, deal with the edges or the outer elements, we're never going to fix the problem is the point I make to you. Whereas if we really turn the heat up right now, so visualize us all in the pot. We're all a bunch of frogs. Okay, you got me here now? And the heat, I don't want the slow boil anymore. I'd say turn that right up to super high, please. Let's burn it. That's what I'm suggesting to you right now. If that means that we got to spend seven, eight bucks a gallon, I know this sounds crazy, people, but what is the ultimate goal? Is the ultimate goal to fix our country? Is it to get to the other side where peace and prosperity is there and where good economic numbers are? And what will it take to bring people to their senses? That is the question I need to have you ask yourself and ask your neighbor. What will it take to wake people up? What will it take for everybody to jump out of the pot at once? What will it take? That's what I need you to ask, please. Does that mean it has to be eight or nine dollars a gallon for gas? What does that mean? Does that mean inflation needs to be 15, 20%? What does it mean? How high, how high does it need to go for us all to jump out of the pot? That's what I'm looking for. That's the American wave I'm looking for now. I don't care about political ideologies, people. I don't care. 
And I'm not interested in putting everybody in one boat. But I am interested in fixing the problem. What I don't want to do is get on here every day and talk about the same rubbish and garbage that everybody else talks about because I don't pay attention to them to begin with. I hope you're not either, but I don't waste my time. And I'm not interested in wasting my time here talking about the same garbage every day and trying to get a rise out of people because it's popular or it's fun or entertaining. There's a point to the madness here is what I suggest to you, you see? And there are times in our lives, you might agree with me, where we have to feel the pain, feel the pain. It's got to hurt. It's got to really hurt. And we got to feel it to know. And I just went through this in my own life when, uh, you know, I almost lost my wife. I went through some very important things through COVID, taught me some real worldwide lessons. I was down in the very depressed, down in the trenches, really pushing through, you know, working every day with America Out Loud, but really hurting and feeling it. I mean, you know, I've been there, done that, you know, really and truly. And, you know, to get to this other side, we oftentimes, so about exclusively, have to really know, we have to get to the lowest possible denominator to feel the pain. If there is a silver line in here, my fellow Americans, it's that we are all feeling the pain. And if we continue to feel that pain in an excruciating manner, that it hurts, perhaps we would be willing to make change, that we would be able to change this moment so that we can preserve our great nation, this beautiful planet for future generations. I'd say turn that pain on high and let's all collectively feel it right now. Thank you for joining me on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud.